Dr. Joe Heim, uh, political scient- scientist emeritus. Is that the official term? Is that what your business card says? Yeah, that's what my business card says. Polis- polis- <laughs> political scientist emeritus. Professor emeritus. Yeah, semi-retired. Well, and I'm glad you didn't retire from sharing your opinion, your expertise. I appreciate that uh, greatly. Uh, because I have more questions, uh, uh, I always have questions, and you're uh, you're one of my go-to guys. So let's w- what's left for uh, President Trump for the government to do now? It seems, and a number of listeners have pointed out, the blame game will go right back to Republicans now that that uh, Trump has said two thousand bucks will be okay. We're going to leave the bill the way it is. There will be a ton of pork, trillions of dollars. Uh, going to all kinds of foreign countries, including Venezuela, the uh, uh, home of the controversial voting machines. Uh, there's, it's just I don't understand, but uh, I'm not supposed to understand. I'm just supposed to vote and then get along. Yeah, foreign foreign aid is one of those things that uh, poll after poll in this country indicate the public do not support. That's just kind of a fact of life. Yeah. Uh, the total amount, however, when you add it up, all those so-called millions and billions, most of it's in the millions, by the way, uh, going to various countries for various reasons, the argument, by the way, it's le- well less than 1% of the federal budget. It's a small amount. It just looks big because we have a really big federal budget. The argument that they give, when I say they, you could put that in quotation marks, uh, it has to do with economic development of a country, trying to uh, make them more pacified. Uh, it helps economics, for example, corporations uh, working in countries. In other words, it helps the United States uh, sell products in those countries. It also helps the military. In other words, a lot of this money goes to the military support in these countries, which means we don't have to do it. So the, uh, the federal government argument is that uh, foreign aid is necessary. It's worthwhile for national interest. Now you can take that for whatever it's worth. All right. Uh, of, of one of our listeners, uh, Democrats could have removed the pork barrel spending, uh, but they did not. Uh, a, a stronger a, Joe should make a stronger say, statement. Foreign aid makes no sense when the coffers are empty. Can you say thirty trillion in debt once the bills get passed? And you know the money. We had a caller in an earlier segment talking about uh, the uh, uh, trillions. Of, I don't remember what the number was, but trillions of dollars going to Venezuela, millions, as you pointed out, going to a variety of countries. That uh, that's a scratch my back. That is, as I pointed out, and I'm glad I remember it from the last time you taught me. When you're when you're when two politicians get together, if you want one politician to obey the other politician, you've got to give him some money. You have to promise to support the other guy in his efforts to get a bill passed so that he'll support yours to get a bill passed or to get money passed. That's still yeah, the way it is. It's the way, it's the way democracies operate, Mike. In right. order to get something, uh, to get a vote, sometimes you have to give something. Uh, so, uh, and by the way, when we, what we identify as pork. Uh, back in the home districts of those people, I would bet you that they would say it's not pork. You know, if we had a, well, sure. a flood reclamation act in La Crosse, we got $2 million for flood reclamation. In Washington, oh, it's pork, it's pork for, for western Wisconsin. Well, when Ron Kine comes back here or some senator comes back here, it's, it's for the good of the area. So, you know, one person's pork is somebody else's necessity. Oh, sure. I, uh, that's the way it is. I get it. Uh, the, it makes it more difficult to, uh, to accept when you hear things like uh, in, in whatever district, they're building a submarine or they're building this, uh, this bomber airplane 
for the Navy or the Air Force, and the Navy and the Air Force have both said, we don't want that submarine. Please don't build that submarine. And the government says, yeah, yeah, you don't really mean that, so we're going to build it anyway, and, uh, and <laughs> yeah. we're going to give it to you, and you're going to love it. It's a new color, the new design. It's awesome. And as you just pointed out, that is completely and totally a job keeper, vote gatherer in the district where that submarine will be built. Yep, that happens all the time. The, right. Uh, it's never going to stop. It adds money to defense spending uh, for the good of a particular area, and they, they, they remember jobs. You know, that's sort of a fact of life. That's why, why you might call it pork. A new, uh, new uh, submarine might be parked to somebody else, but it might be a necessity for, say, uh, some people in the Navy, or it might be uh, uh, for shipyards, basically. So it's kind of a, how you want to defer these things. Mike. Right. Well, and giving money to foreign military doesn't keep us out of wars. It makes us a target for interfering in the affairs of uh, sovereign nations. Is that uh, the way other countries see it? Uh, we don't see it that way, of course, but other countries might see it that way. Yeah, we uh, we dislike it when the Russians or the Chinese do this kind of stuff, uh, interfering with elections or interfering with military. But when we do it, we're doing it for the right reasons, because we're the good guys, Mike. Right. We're the, the other guys are the bad guys. So well, when we do it, it's okay. And if, if we're the good guys, then, as uh, Mark Three pointed out, uh, these are extreme times. America first. Let's take care of American taxpayers and then give a trillion dollars to Venezuela for whatever they've got going. We don't need to give them a bajillion dollars. Foreign stuff later, USA first, till we get back on our feet. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's what happens when you have a bill, a bill that's uh, you know, to some trillion dollars. I mean, there's just going to be a lot of stuff in there that you could question. It's uh, the way it's always been. And it's never going to change, is it? No, I don't think so. You know, you, you're, 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 uh, I, I'm going to throw out this one, Mike, for you. Uh, a lot of people are complaining about the deep state, you know, the swamp. Sure, uh, sure. They're in, the federal government's incompetent, that they're not able to pull off anything. You know, it's, uh, I'm here from the government and I'm here to help you, right? Mm-hmm. That's very common. Well, these are the same people that are saying that there's a multi-state uh, massive uh, heist of the century to pull off uh, a, a, uh, a, a, a fake election, basically, with, with, with computers, millions, not, millions of voters, thousands of Democrats and Republicans, all coordinating the act to get something done. You can't have it both ways. Right. You can't have an incompetent government and say they pulled off the heist of the century. You can't do it. Uh, what, it's got to be one or the other. Yeah, one or the other. I, I can't disagree with that. What What's going to happen on January 6th, or maybe more more likely, what are the options for January 6th? Okay, well, I looked this one up, Mike. It's called the, the uh, 1887, first of all, the, the 12th Amendment rules this uh, thing in the, uh, something called the 1887 Election Count Law. Basically, it sets up a position it says that the president, excuse me, the vice president formally opens up the ballot letters, and then there's a phrase about uh, the count shall be done. It implies that the, the Congress actually does the counting, not necessarily the vice president. But the vice president basically plays no role in resolving any disputes. It's uh, essentially in a cer- uh, ceremonial kind of a role. And, and by the way, the law also says this, that uh, states that have met the safe harbors provision, this is, you know, about a month ago almost, that this legally protects Biden's certificates, and basically, in other words, once that's done, it's basically going to be pretty well set. Uh, the law also says this shall be conclusive and shall govern the countries in the elect the counting of the electoral votes. In other words, the vice president 
basically opens up envelopes. He may or may not do the actual counting. Now, if one congressman and one senator objects to the, the count for, uh, say, for Alabama, that will be the first state, it's alphabetical, then the Senate and the House have to go into separate session, and they will discuss this for two hours and then come back and vote, basically. I mean, not come back, but they'll vote, basically. A majority in both houses have to agree to throw out the electoral votes of a particular state. That's why most people think nothing's going to happen. All right, yeah, we'll talk more about that. Uh, I'll be in touch. In the meantime, as you know, time is always short. we got to go. Thank you, Dr. Joe Heim. I appreciate it. Look